Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I'm so excited to finally be connecting with my friend, Miss Carrie Conley. We had this interview on the books for a couple of months uh, from the first time we met. And I'm just so excited to share her story with our tribe here. Carrie, welcome to our show. Thanks and for having me. Absolutely. I, I want to just, you know, give a little information about Carrie and how we met. I was introduced to Carrie through a, a mutual friend, Miss Sharon Lecter, and Carrie was so generous with her time and came into our Wealth Minded series that we did a couple months back, our summit. And, you know, Carrie's story of helping people find, you know, vision and, and bring it into their passion-filled life is just so inspiring. So, Carrie, I'm excited to um, share your genius with our tribe. And, you know, right now, we're going through a very challenging time in our country with this crazy COVID crisis. And I'm just kind of curious where you're at right now with your journey through COVID. I, I like to ask the question to start, you know, 10 years from now, maybe when your grandkids are like learning about this crazy time in our world, yeah. what are they going to say when they ask grandma about what she was doing during this time? Well, as a speaker, obviously changed drastically because all the stages that we were supposed to be on disappeared overnight. And so there's that. But, you know, it's interesting because we, we everybody in the industry pivoted so fast to, to this, to virtual and Zooms. And so everybody started creating their own summits, their own events. So I just changed direction as to who I was speaking for and where Um not a fan, to be honest. I'd much rather be on a live stage. I get energy from being in front of a large group of people and seeing their eyeballs and seeing their reactions and how they they filter the information that I walk them through. So where we're at now, you know, a year out of this now, my I'm real focused right now on finding those live stages that are starting to open back up. So so kind of, I, I don't know what I would say about it other than, you know, I just did what we had to do. We all did. And well, I think you're, okay. you've shown your whole life, you know, consistency and persistency and triumph over tragedy. And mm-hmm. I, you know, as a relatively new entrepreneur, you've, you've really inspired me. And I, I don't know if I've actually told you this because you've had such tragic loss in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. probably more than most I would, I would, that I've met at least. And yet you just you have this way about you that just shares your heart with others and allows them to get vulnerable and really, you know, just know that the plan is ultimately good. Yeah. I just want it. How do you do it? So I have been, I've had a very, very clear vision of my purpose in my life for over 25 years. 
My first mentor when I was about 27 was that I was in the corporate world and not doing it very well. I did not fit the nine to five mold. I kept changing jobs every two years thinking it's a, it's the job. <laughs> what, what did you do out of curiosity? Um, came out of college with a business management degree and a minor in marketing. And I went into actually advertising and marketing for a while. And, you know, in your early 20s, working at an advertising agency, downtown Denver, Colorado, it was so fun, but it wasn't, I wanted more. I wanted to be able to make the kind of money that I knew I could make. I wanted to be eventually staying home with my kids and just having the flexibility, the freedom and the flexibility are huge. That's why we all become entrepreneurs. So I had a mentor enter my life who told me that I needed to take a day and get very quiet with myself and write out in great detail what I wanted my life to look like. I still have those pieces of paper. And what came, what happened that day for me, Lisa, is that I know now, I didn't know this then, but I know now that what was happening in that moment, it was that I was connecting to God and his energy and a lot was being flowing from my head and my heart onto paper as to what my, what my calling was. Because what did you think it was then? I mean, did you, you'd say, you know, now what, what was, what did you think then? I had no no idea really because I'd never n- nobody had ever told me to think about being an entrepreneur. You know, in the '80s, and it still is this way, unfortunately. Now you're taught to go to school, get a degree, and get a good job and work your way up, which yeah. I know you did, right? So this was the first time that I'd have ever entertained the idea of wow, I could like do something. So I wrote a lot of different ideas, but on the last line of one of those pieces of paper, out of my head popped that someday I wanted to be a trainer and a speaker on vision and goal setting. Right. No idea. Just wrote crazy, isn't it? I know. Yeah. So you can imagine over the years, my vision started unfolding. I became an entrepreneur after when my son was two and I was five months pregnant with my daughter. And I jumped into the world of network marketing, which meant that I recruited and and led and trained up a lot, a big team of women. And the one thing that I needed to teach them was how to have a really big, bold, beautiful why. Because especially in the network marketing industry, if you don't have that, you'll quit in the first 48 hours because everybody thinks you're crazy. (laughs) So wait, remind me to go back to that. Yeah, I will. I want to get on. I want to talk about that. I will. So you asked me how I, I got through everything. You know, I had all the rejection, all the stuff, people quitting, the woman who actually sponsored me into Arbonne, which is the company I was in, was my best friend from, from high school, died unexpectedly at a very early age, leaving two little babies. You know, there was a lot that I got through. But the one thing that kept me going, kept me consistent, persistent, all the things you said that I, I embody, is that my vision was bigger than the obstacle. Mm-hmm. And that's the secret. Yeah. That's the secret. When people ask me, how can I, why am I not staying focused? Why do I get distracted so easily? Why do I get discouraged? And, and again, you've mentioned, of course, I've been through a lot. I have now in the past seven years, fast forward, of course, my husband died of suicide in 2014. And then three years later, we lost my 25 year old son to suicide as well. So those were the things where people started looking at me going, wow, like, how are you still functioning and doing what you're doing. But what they don't understand is that I've been trained for a really long time to have a vision and a purpose that's bigger than anything. I also have a lot of faith knowing that God does have a purpose in this and that I will see them again. Right. And 
Now my daughter, who's now 27, has been married for two and a half years and had a baby a year ago. She are on. She and I are on this mission together. Yeah, you're creating something so special. Yeah. I I love that you're 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 speaking together and you wrote you wrote your book together, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, did she do your Arbon business with you as well? She did for a short time. You know, when she came out of college a year after her dad died, two years after that, she came to me one day and said. I think I want to do Arbonne. I said, all right. So I brought her under my wig and started training her up and teaching her all the things. And then my son passed. And it was during that time where she was starting to figure out that that wasn't her path either. Mm -hmm. Um, We still are both in the company and we love it bleed yeah. product, right? Uh, and you um, get, you get that mailbox money yes. because of the work you've put in. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. We just felt a calling to share our story to help people because we do know suicide is epidemic and on the rise, especially in teens. And so we have created a program together. She and I called vision is victory Academy for young adults. Mm-hmm. We launched that in January. It's kind of a prototype right now of bringing in, we do two group calls a month and we bring in a different speaker on different topics around vision and purpose. We talk a lot about boundaries, huge, yeah. huge topic for them. And a lot about money, managing money, getting out of debt, wealth building at an early age. So that's been going really well. And we really see that beginning becoming a really big deal. Absolutely. Well, let's just talk about, you know, the loss, the loss that our country's faced Mm. the last year and a half. There's, you know, whether it's the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job, the loss of livelihood and income. I mean, there's so much loss that can be, you know, if you focus on that, you, you'll just drown. Right. But Think about times in the past. Remember like the 2008 crash, you know, the market tanked and how much innovation was that came out of as a result. What, what do you see happening? You know, after this crisis, this is starting to pass. I'm here in California, so it's a little crazy here, but I know Arizona, I can't wait to come to Arizona again. Very (laughs) open. Yes. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you see happening? I mean, there's a lot of worlds that are shifting and I really don't think they're ever going to go back, quite frankly, at least to what they were like. Yes, agreed. Well, like everything in life, it's a choice of how you see it. It's all perspective. I I see two things happening. I see people who have never had any sort of adversity in their life. This was their first major hit. Yeah. Like me losing my husband, right? So it it was a test of perspective and attitude and choice. So there are a lot of people who are are still walking around in a lot of fear because they're wondering what's going to happen next instead of focusing on the faith of knowing that there is a plan. And there's a lot of good that came out of this, a lot of good and still will continue. Yeah. I saw, you know, we all saw families come together, you know, parents being more involved in their kids' lives and their education, which I am a huge proponent of. This is a very broken system. You know, people, I saw people finally stepping out into their dream because they didn't have a plan B anymore. Yeah. 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 I've seen, I've seen so many books written this past year, things that had been shelved and, you know, manuscripts pulled, pulled out of the cupboards and, 
you know, now getting getting published and sharing with others. Now, I am very intrigued by a topic that I've observed. I have been in this world very, very a minute compared to you. But, you know, a year ago, when I started, you know, my business, there was an observation I saw that so many people like yourself in speaking and authorship and coaching and vision started actually their vision in network marketing mm. and have have now evolved into this what they're doing now their their passion their you know their vision so i want to break down what is it about network marketing in your opinion that everyone needs to know i think it's the most fabulous marketing system ever invented i think everyone should have a network marketing business in their investment portfolio is the way i consider it but what what do you, what should people know from an expert? Well, it is the most brilliant business plan on the planet because number one, anybody can start at zero and become multimillionaires, yeah. regardless of your age, your culture, your education or lack thereof. It just takes a couple of things to be successful. The one thing it takes is you've got to want it really bad. Yeah. Like I did. You have got to want it like air to breathe kind of thing. Second thing is you've got to be super coachable and you have to follow the plan. Follow the system. You have to follow the system. You follow the system. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard for some people, super, especially if you're super creative because you want to like come in and instead of following the plan, like I did, they go, well, that sounds good, but I think I'm going to try it a little bit this way. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way because it has to be duplicatable. You have to follow a system so that you can learn it and turn it around and teach it to the next person. And that person can turn around and teach it to the next person. The reason people get creative is they don't, there's so much fear around trusting the system. Yeah. And so much fear about around trusting themselves. Yeah. Well, and also, don't you find it also, there's these limiting beliefs that we, that we have, you know, this, this fear of rejection, I think is probably the biggest that I've seen is like you said, the system that we're, we're put into in our school systems that then spit us out to be these corporate America robots. You know, I speak from authority. I was one and I'm a recovering one now, you know? So for example, I've been reading a lot about, let's just talk stats. There's more women that earn a hundred thousand or more in network marketing than any other industry. So let's think about those high earners, not yet rich, those Henry's out there in corporate America that are sick of the hamster wheel. They're yeah. like ready for a change. How would you recommend they evaluate? Because there's lots of great companies. There are. You know, how would you how would you recommend? I, I talk as a recruiter. I'm a recruiter of 25 years. So I think about you know, I think one thing I see with network marketing is a lot of people enter the business more from a product standpoint versus the actual business itself. Mm -hmm. So if you were evaluating now, how would you decide which company to choose? Because there are so many good ones. Well, first and foremost, you've got to be a product of the product. You have to love it. Like I mentioned a minute ago, you know, I am not necessarily active at Arbonne, although I never left it, but I bleed the stuff. I probably use 52 products before I leave my apartment. And no joke. Because yeah. I use all of it. And that's what happened is I got introduced to it. My best friend, the one who um, passed away, 
said, you're coming to my house next Wednesday and we're going to do these facials with this product. And I was like, okay. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. I'm like, all right. So I love this stuff. And then I, I had been looking for something that was residual income based because at that point I'd had my son and I was pregnant with my daughter and I knew I wanted to stay home and get him out of daycare. So that is the second thing is that you have to look at the compensation plan. So do you align with the product? Yeah. Will you tell people about it, whether you're getting paid or not? Second thing is understanding your compensation plan because they're, they can be so different on how you get paid. Right. And then taking a look at the culture. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you believe in the core values of the company that you're with? I was very, very blessed at the time that I entered Arbonne. This was now almost 28 years ago. The founder of the company was still alive and very much at the helm. And he was one of the most beautiful souls on the planet, truly just cared about each and every one of us and just had a vision, a big vision of where Arbonne could go. And just, he was lovely. And so because of that, Lisa, all the leaders in the company who I am still very close with are the, are some of the most integrous, loving souls on the planet. And it trick, it trickles down from the founder and then to our president, who is Rita Davenport and then to us. So, so you have to look at those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She cracks me up so much. <laughs> I hear her speak. <laughs> my mama, oh <laughs> she my raised gosh. me. She truly is. She, as president of the company, her job was to take care of the field, which was us, the leaders. Right. So literally the bulk of who I've become, Lisa, is because of her. And now now because of my second mama, Sharon Lecter, I'm very blessed that they both live within a 10 mile radius of me and I get to see them a lot. But right. we've become great friends. But literally, I say this all the time. Rita has had, I think, the biggest impact on my leadership and who I've become than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, one of my favorite things about this world is, is that, is that stepping into your leadership and mm-hmm. even better, like getting to see others step into their leadership. Yes. And I mean, how different is that than corporate America? Yeah. That's it. That, that was such an aha moment mm-hmm. as I, as I got more into this space and really have been working with a lot of people what do you think it is that maybe maybe surprised you most about this business when you really, really got into it? Quite honestly, the hardest part of the business is when you have somebody that's sitting right in front of you that you know needs it, mm-hmm. could do it, and they just don't. They just don't. Yeah. It's, it, it's the toughest part of the business when you have people that you just, you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason they're not doing it, they can tell you all the reasons, you know, time, I don't have time. It's just not the right thing for me. It's not my thing. But it's none of those excuses. It's just flat out fear. Right. And very low vision. Yeah. It, comes, it, it comes back to vision, doesn't it? It always does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I loved you. You had a wonderful vision exercise that you gifted my tribe during our summit. And that, I mean, that alone, imagine if that was in every high school seniors curriculum, Mm -hmm. how cool would that be? Well, that would be amazing. And it's on my vision, of course, to, to not just at, at high school level, 
Lisa, we've got to drill all the way down to yeah, much younger. Yeah. Five-year-olds, because this is what happens. I had an epiphany last night about this. As a matter of fact, and I might just start talking more and more about this, that you can see children go into school at the age of five, pretty authentically themselves. Right. And I saw this in my own son by second grade little parts of his personality starting to change. Yeah. I was talking to somebody last night about this, about her granddaughter. And she was really distraught because her granddaughter came over to visit normally was very loving and wanted to talk to uh, this grandma about her day. And she wouldn't even look at her grandmother. She went straight to her computer and started working. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, this is where we start taking these little souls. And instead of embracing who they are and seeing their strengths, and saying, you know what, Lisa, we're going to work on your purpose and help you follow that, right? Yeah. Take them through a system that that strips them of all of that. Yeah. 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 How did you, I have, I have two older boys and then I switched husbands to get my girl and she's 13 <laughs> and she's starting to, we've actually just had this recently where you know, last night she was crying in her bedroom mm-hmm. and she never cries. And thank God I heard it. And I just went in and I just hugged her and right. she, she wouldn't tell me what was going on. And it's the first time that's a, that's happened, Carrie. Yeah. What? I know it's, you know, been a minute, but do you remember times like that with your daughter? And what advice would you, would you give me? <laughs> well, it's a very vulnerable time, especially for girls and a hundred times now more than it was when you and I were that age, because I remember that age. It was very, very tender because your, your whole identity was wrapped up in how your friends saw you. And now what they have is how social media sees them. Awful. So it's a very, if I would say anything to parents is this is when you've got to be watching them like a hawk. So close. You have got to be so aware of any shift in their behavior, their moods, their emotions, their relationships, who they're hanging out with. Yeah. I got to tell you, girl, if I were at this place right now, I would probably be homeschooling if it were. Yeah. So, you know what? I just feel a little emotional right now because you know what? That is what entrepreneurship has given me. Right. It really has. It's me. The ability to pay attention. It really has. It's so crazy that you see that because I was, I was a corporate drone. Mm -hmm. I really was. I was, I was blessed with an amazing income that I thought that was going to sustain. And yet I didn't even realize when the last time I had learned something new. Right. And Mm -hmm. so therefore I was, you know, I, I can't even believe how much I didn't see right in my kids. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to make up for it. <laughs> well, see we how, see how the, ask me how that's going. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, we can't beat ourselves up, you know, for what, you know, I, I am truly a believer and I have to believe this because of my losses that we all do the best with what we know at that moment. There's yeah. so much now I know later, of course, in hindsight. Yeah. And I beat myself up about all of that, but it it won't it won't bring them back and it won't change anything. 
right? We just have to be so, so, so hyper aware right now, Lisa, of what's going on. And the other thing, and this is what I told this woman last night, I said, you have to be the one breathing life into them. Even yeah. if she's not looking you in the face, you've got to be the one reminding her every day that she matters, that she has a purpose, that her identity is not caught up in what other people think of her, what her friends are saying. You know, I will tell you this though. I also said this to my daughter when she went into middle school. I said, here's the deal. No drama. I don't I, want you. We went through that. Yeah. Yep. Don't get in it. Uh-huh. Don't bring it home to me. I don't want to hear it. Just stay far, far away from it. Yeah. And she was pretty good at that as, as much as possible. It was hard when she was cheerleading in high school. Man, that was tough. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And now she's, she is, she could be the poster child for no drama. <laughs> well, it's funny yeah. that you say that. Cause when Sierra was when going into middle school, the first like two months, there was drama yeah. and I didn't do drama in high school. I'm certainly not going to do it. Yeah. As an adult and nor did I think she would have to, cause she hadn't gone through that yet, mm-hmm. but we really did. We nipped it in the butt and we, yeah. and she found she had to disconnect herself from so hard. Yeah. So think hard. about, you know, like one of my favorite things I've discovered in this world is think and grow rich and yeah. how they teach us how to, to guard our minds from all negativity. Imagine a class like that in our schools. Can you, if you do something, can I be part of it? I want to create <laughs> I just love this, this, yes. this line of questioning. And, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I don't want to lose time for us to talk about financial education too, because you know, that's a passion for me. Yes. And it sounds like you're, you're really starting to incorporate that into your programs as well. What are you doing in that space? Tell me about that. Uh, as far as wealth building and money. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to talk specifically around the the young adult group, right? We, I, this is something that I've been wanting to do for almost five years. As a matter of fact, before my son passed, he was going to be very involved in it as well. And then after he died and after Laurel and I wrote the book was when we decided it was time to launch Viva. It, but the year or two before that, Lisa, we did some events where we polled some young adults as to if we were to do this, what would they want? And then we also did some focus groups. So we came up with three three categories we knew they wanted the most. One, of course, was vision, purpose, knowing why they matter, living more intentionally. What does that look like? Yeah. Two, boundaries. Boundaries around themselves, around their relationships, around their families. We have several married couples in the group and they're figuring out they need to put some boundaries around their parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about that. And the the third one was money. Mm -hmm. They want to know how to get out of debt how to make better choices with the money they're making now, both in the moment, like better budgeting. And they also want to know what what should they be doing now for wealth building, Mm -hmm. building, building the assets. Yeah. Sharon Lecter. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're really excited about that. We, and self-care boundaries around self-care. We've been focused on that this month. Next month, we're going to go back to money because they keep saying we want some more money training. So So that's what we're working on because they are, they didn't learn it in school. No, they don't even even teach, you know, like at least we had 
home ec where you had a checkbook or something, you learned to balance. They don't even teach that basic because nobody has checkbooks anymore, except me, I think. I feel like yeah. you know, I only write like two checks a month to my gardener. And yeah, like I had to write a check to somebody today. I'm like, wow, I couldn't even find my checkbook. <laughs> yeah. I know my son was, he fight, he got his first job and he's like, what's a routing and account? Yeah. They're like, so I, I'm so passionate about wealth building and women. I, did you ever do a, like a Dave Ramsey course or anything? I um, never did Dave Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was a single mom with a three month old and a three-year-old. And that's how I got clear on my money. Never dreaming that in the future, that would be the core of my business. Mm-hmm. But like, let's just talk about empowering women around money, especially Mm -hmm. because, and, you know, and really as business owners, how important it is to learn the fundamentals of how money works Mm -hmm. and to have like good money rules. How, you know, is, is that being taught, you know, in your, in like Arbonne, for example, is, you know, couldn't you see that a value add potentially to, Mm -hmm. you know, the network marketing industry in general? Mm -hmm. As far as teaching it to these women. Yeah. Yeah. They're making this money now. Let's, let's put that money to, let's educate you about, you know, the effective use of that, you know, diversification of your assets and so many other things. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's interesting. We're talking about this because I have formed a year long mastermind with Colleen Biggs, founder of lead up for women. I don't know if you know her and if you don't, Lisa, I'll connect. Oh, I'd love to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we did our first mastermind retreat at Sharon Lecter's ranch this past weekend. And we had Sharon come. And part of what Sharon did one whole afternoon was talk to us about assets and the best places right now to put your money in how to think this is my biggest takeaway from the weekend is how to stop chasing sales and start chasing assets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mind blown. Right. Yeah. Because for 25 years or more, I've been focused on, like most of us are who are entrepreneurs, where's the next client coming from? Where's the next revenue coming from, right? Instead of thinking, how can I take the money that I have now and I'm going to continue to grow and and see it as an asset, placing it somewhere so that it goes to work for you? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, are you familiar with the concept of be your own banker? No, I'm not. That like, let remind me, we need to talk about that because that is, that is a concept that I never knew about. And let's just, let's just consider again, corporate America, we're trained to have retirement accounts. We're trained to save. We are not trained to put our assets to work. Yes. And a great example of that was the 38% 38% I lost in, in my 401k in 2008, as did the rest of America, you know? Right. And yet because of what I'm learning, I haven't lost anything in this crazy volatile year, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if more families understood that what else is available to them, right? Yes. Just, I feel like we've just be, developed a country of robots and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be part of your world. Thank you so much for just, you're so just welcoming and abundant and giving of your time and energy. And you're just so inspiring to me, Carrie. I just so appreciate you. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything that you're doing as well. You're a beautiful light in the world for so many people. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I'm on a mission now. I was very blessed in my corporate life. I am on a mission to be a seven-figure giver, whether it's just with these two hands or the hands of many, you know, I yeah. I, I want to empower others to be to be those givers as well. You know, I feel like more money needs to be in the hands of good people doing yeah. good things, you know, and especially women. Let's yeah. Um, you know, who else you should be connected to if you're not already, Lisa, is David Meltzer. Dave, uh, David's a partner of mine. Yeah. Okay, okay he's, good. He's, he's in the Wealth Builders community with me. Okay, great. Yeah. I love David. I love him so much. He actually spoke a couple of conferences ago for us, and that's when I first met him. In fact, he was on my first Corporate to Entrepreneur series that I did, which was Great. the inspiration for this podcast. But yeah, how do you guys know each other? Are you, you've probably shared the stage a lot, I would imagine. Well, not a lot, but I heard him speak at Think and Grow Rich in Scottsdale. This now would have been two or three summers ago. Yeah. First time I'd ever heard of him and he just moved me. Yeah. yeah. Just one of the most brilliant men and the most loving men and the most spiritual men on the planet. He's a, He is He's a trifecta, right? And I hired him to be my mentor for a little while. Mm -hmm. And part of that was getting to go and shadow him in his office for an entire day. So we became friends. He actually invited me to come and do my vision workshop at his office, which I did for all of his interns and young adults and guests and all that, which was great. So, so I stay connected to him. I just was on the unstoppable gala a couple of weeks or last week, I think it was right. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I just stay connected to Dave because I just adore him. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I want to have you part of come and I, I have a mastermind now. It's a wealth minded mastermind and okay. we have guest mentors every other Friday. So let's, let's make sure we schedule that as well. I, I just, I'm excited to just hear about your vision is victory. You have a lot going on that's coming up that you and your daughter are doing. What are you most, what do you know, what do you have come in? What, what should our people be tuning into soon from Carrie? You know, the biggest thing for Laurel and I right now is to get back on stages. That's where we shine. That's where we really make the biggest impact. So we're working on that, working on finding people who can help us get there. Yeah. And more press and media attention and just get, get a lot, get more eyeballs on why you matter, why you, you know, creating this whole movement of doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, and I love what you're doing in the, for young adults. And I mean, the youth, holy cow, how desperate is that right now? So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, this has been lovely. I feel like we can talk forever, but we're already over our time. But I, I'm so excited. I hope you're out there in June. I hope I get to see you. It'd be so nice to you know. with you. I'll yeah, give you the dates for sure. It's June 24th through the 26th, I think. So, so Carrie, how can how can our tribe find you? And you know, any parting thoughts for them? You know, I just encourage people if you have never ever sat down to write your vision out of your head and onto paper, it's a game changer. And a lot of people say they're going to do it and they don't. So I have a gift where you can, my first book is called Vision is Victory. And you can download the uh, free ebook. If you text the word victory to 26786, that's my gift. And I I just really encourage you to take the time to sit and do it. You can find me. I'm all over Facebook and Instagram and have my own website, carryconley.com. So yeah, you can follow along with my daughter and I and see what we're doing. 
Absolutely. I would love to have your daughter and you back. That would be fun to have love it. with two of you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, good. Well, hey, my beautiful Dream Big Nation tribe, I'm so blessed to be part of your day. And I so appreciate your time, Carrie, for joining us. I hope these stories are giving you some encouragement, some just, you know, the ability to make that brave leap yourself if you haven't already. There's so much abundance out there just waiting for you. So blessings to you all in this amazing life journey. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself. 